Hi, if you're new here, I'm Dr. Becky Powers. And I'm Josh Smith. Welcome to Doing Good, the podcast. Where we sit and talk with people in our community who are doing good things that inspire us and we hope will inspire you. Now on with the show. Good morning. Welcome to Doing Good, the podcast. And today we have an extra special episode. Um, and I am calling this episode Meet the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> That's totally unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm uh, th- you're Dr. Becky Powers. Hi, Dr. Becky Powers. Hi. Hi, Mr. Josh Smith. It's nice to be here. And we have to first off acknowledge before we meet our special guest that we actually don't have a guest today in the terms of normal. Right. We bring in normally people in our community who are doing good things. And today, well, the just, Prince of Darkness we is roped doing in your husband. Too. Uh, that's absolutely true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. But we also don't have our normal two co hosts with cry. us today. Don't, don't make me cry. So we're not going to cry today. This is, this is a no. I may cry. Okay. But it's good because um, I have my extra mask and I'll use, use it, it to, to blow my nose if I need to. Are you worried about your eye makeup streaming? <laughs> no, okay. I never worry about my eye makeup okay. streaming. Do you yeah. know why? Because you wear waterproof mascara. Because I don't wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I put makeup on. I can. When? I did last night for the 11 o'clock Oh, news. no, no, you. <laughs> no, I was like, you know when I put makeup on last? I can't even remember the last time I put it on. Uh, and 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 good riddance, I say. Yeah. Um, we, okay, so we, we do have a wonderful guest here today. Yeah. That you that you labeled the Prince of Darkness. Okay. And I a little backstory. Yeah. All right. Everywhere for the entire time I have known this man, mm-hmm. um, since 1990, well, three actually, because that's when we started medical school. You stalked him on social for about a year before that. But. Yeah, no, I had no clue. Um, and my social presence really, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, anyway, we were in the same medical school class at the yeah. University of Oklahoma, okay. and the way they divided us up in, at the University of Oklahoma is they divided us. We had, what, 220 people in our class? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they divided us into eight smaller groups, um, and and we all had these big kind of study rooms with the desk and stuff, and um, and there the eight groups were down two sides of this of the medical school building hallways mm-hmm. that was separated by this outdoor atrium thing. So you, you first got to know your group, then you got to know your hallway, but you never really got to know the other Don't hallway. Don't really cross over to the other right. side. And so it's like Hogwarts. But... Okay, whatever. He was over on the other hallway, so we didn't know him. But So I didn't really know him. I mean, you knew of him because then we were all 220 people in this huge lecture hall having lectures for mm-hmm. uh, eight hours a day. Um, so you knew who he was, and then he did, and then we, there's a, you take notes, well, you used to, mm-hmm. um, have With to take notes, and, paper. and you would join this service called the note group service, mm-hmm. um, and, and so you would then, everybody then who was on the note group service, which is basically everybody in the class, would be assigned certain lectures to take notes, and then the the notes would be duplicated and distributed to the whole class on paper. I mean, we killed so many trees. Oh, yeah. And some people's notes were good, and some people's notes were not good. But this guy took the most immaculate notes. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people would rave about this guy's notes. Mm. And... Um, 
Are and you, so it was you like, mean to tell me your first attraction to Justin was his notes? N- I, I wasn't. I didn't because I didn't study uh, newsflash. <laughs> but um, but yes, people in my note group were talking about, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing, and these notes are amazing. And I was just like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm going to the movies. My notes are better. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 I was not that person. And then. Um, yeah. And so that was my first and then and so then it was like who is this guy? And then he always was sitting at like towards the front of the lecture hall. I was towards the back of the lecture mm-hmm. hall. And um yeah, and he he had he, uh anyway, we didn't really get to know each other until 1995 when we went on a mission trip because i was the president of the um, christian medical and dental society you weren't the vice president or the treasurer (laughs) the president supreme (laughs) okay for some reason that role just fits yeah (laughs) is that because of your good notes uh no No. (laughs) but um so it's because she took out the competitors we we said we were going to do a mission trip. Like they hadn't done a mission trip in 20, 30 years. So mm-hmm. we said we were going to do a mission trip. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he decided he was going to go on that mission trip. And now that I know you and love you and have lived with you for nigh on these many years, I realize it's because it was cheap and it was a way to travel. Yeah. Right? High five. Yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> crossed a border. There was also a possibility of free food. Yeah. Which is another well, and there was that hot, hot chick Rick Becky Powers oh, on Oh, no. I seriously yeah. don't think that had anything yeah. to do with it. But um, so Why else would he ride a bus for four days to go to Mexico uh, with no air conditioning, right? No, because of free food and okay. free travel, travel. basically. Okay. But we... Um, we're going down there, we're riding in the van, and he's like, and we're all just talking and kind of just getting to know each other. And um, I, I don't even know how it ha- came up, but he said, you know, he goes, I, it, we were talking about what we were looking for, I guess, in a, in a maid or whatever. And he said he was looking for a pediatric resident named Leah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's random. And right. so, at any rate, we get down there. We're in Mexico. We're on this mission trip. We go to church on Sunday with the locals there. And one of the traditions at this church was you had to, it was visitors had to get up and sing. Well, there, there's a way to make sure no one comes back. So, <laughs> so here's this group of medical students who half of whom are just there for the free travel. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Having to get up in front of this group. And it's like, oh my, what if everybody knows? And it's like, um, uh, you know, they don't even know Jesus loves me. Oh yeah, right. So we, Sang, uh, so we decided we were going to sing Amazing Grace, okay? okay yeah. So, Fan favorite. Yeah. So we get up there and we're like, Amazing <laughs> Grace. Four and, keys. Oh, and it's not, and I mean, it is dead. It is not good. And so we get through the first verse and it's like, okay, here comes verse number two. Oh, no. <laughs> and, what do you think? Verse number one. All verse of a two. sudden, all of a sudden, someone pulls out a harmonica oh. and starts playing. And it was like, 
And and honestly, it was like the clouds parted and the sun shined yes. down. And it was like... Let me guess. Let me guess. It was you. Uh, no. <laughs> it was him. It was him. It was him. And he saved that. Yeah. And it was just like... And I just remember. It's like my heart just swole up with love. Yeah. You got Big. swole. I got swole. <laughs> And at and that so, moment, and I and so we got done, and we went with that church service, and I went out and I looked up at him, and I go, "Well, I guess I'm going into pediatrics and changing my name to Leah." Oh, oh. you said that? Yeah, I said that. That's so forward of you, you coquette. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And yeah, and the rest, rest is, is kind of history. So I want to make sure I'm clear on this. You're saying that this. And by the way, I see this podcast really going out with Justin cumulatively saying maybe 15 words and you and me just talking the whole time. Yeah, and that's so, fine because he's probably most comfortable that way. I think that would be so rude of us. So forgive me for jumping in on this because I think you... But, but I'm you're, not done. Oh, okay. I mean, well, I got many more anecdotes. I know you do. But what you're <laughs> saying here is that the Prince of Darkness for you really stems back to the fact that since you have known him, others have been speaking of him in glowing terms oh every everybody everywhere you went. everybody we just love him he's so wonderful he's he's amazing he everybody and so the honeymoon of uh loving reviews of justin pretty much came to a conclusion at some point after mexico and then it just became annoying for you. And now it's just, <laughs> oh, not, God, here we not, go it's again. An, it's not annoying because I am proud. I am proud okay. of him. I love that about him that he is good and, and um, he is doing moral good. And just, he's always doing good. Doing good. And so, um, I, but it just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, you don't, I mean, like, a lot of princes of darkness work hard for that rep. You know, I feel like you're just like doing your thing. Yeah. I mean, I, and, I and, and, and the next kinda... thing you know, like you just have, oh, look, I have a harmonica. I'm just going to play it. So, and yeah, the next I was thing... kind of into harmonicas then and, mm-hmm. and just had one. And I, I was thinking at the time that this is not going to be in the key that we're singing in because, because people really were kind of singing along. But uh, I thought, well, this needs something, and I'm going to try it, and it wasn't the right key. So, yeah, it was a good, under good what, moment. Under what pretense did you get invited here today? Was it so that we could explain your Prince of Darkness moniker, or did she just tell you you're coming and get in the van? Uh, she just said, uh, would you come? <laughs> and I and said, I yes, I'm super <laughs> nervous about that. This is not kind of my gig. but but uh, So can, yeah. we, can we reveal to our listeners that, that you are uh, by trade a surgeon? Yeah. And that's your gig. Yeah. That's, that's where you're, you're comfortable. Yeah. Doing good in the OR. Yeah. And doing good with patients. So I, I think that... Um, Just and, doing good with everybody. Everybody. <laughs> you know, years ago, uh, the, the health system for which you, you work or for whom you work uh, did a marketing campaign. And I'll never forget, I'm driving to work one day and I look up and I see on a massive billboard... Uh, your photograph, along with some of your team members. And I thought to myself, oh, Becky's going to love this. <laughs> every day, driving by I that that's, billboard. Yeah, that's when you were driving to Johnson City every day. Because that's when I was still day. working here in Johnson City, yeah. driving by the yeah, billboard. Look, it's the Prince Hi, of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> On a billboard. 
um, I think it's uh, I think it's you're lucky to to be married to someone who is loved by others. Very aware that I am lucky. I'm a lucky woman, but I really do work hard to you know maintain that. It's not all luck. It's skill. I want to say though, in all honesty, I think Justin. You do a measure of having to walk around and saying, oh, you're married to Dr. Becky. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. She's the greatest pediatrician in the world. Nobody mm-hmm. says that. That is not the truth. Yeah, that is not the truth. That. And, uh, and, and, you know, who we, who we think, and this is where I got to be careful because we can go, you and me can go off the rails. Who we think we are is often who people tell us we are. And yep. it's not really who we are. Not true. Not true. We know the closest, uh, you know, sort of idea of who we are, but uh, you you get to hear people assess your wife in the same way that she gets to hear people assess you, and I know that's huge, right? Yeah, no, but people don't go around like uh, raving about me the way they rave about him. They do though. Not true, they do though. Not behind true. your back, they do. Not true. As one, uh, yeah, she's you know, so incredible. She comes and and does home visits and mm-hmm. doesn't get paid a thing for it. No, and, I do uh, get paid for it. Yeah, Extra there was no time. no milk coming out of my breast until <laughs> your wife helped me. Exactly. I went there <laughs> on my breast. Fountains of nourishment. <laughs> I think it's important to say what is Josh talking about. Dr. Becky has been an advocate for breastfeeding in our our rural community where breastfeeding maybe wasn't necessarily a, a cultural accepted standard for years. And you've been doing that for the better part of uh, two decades. So and that's I think that's amazing. And what I'm so proud of her for. Yeah, I mean, because right. she had that, that vision and, and uh, just decided to make it happen in a way that, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't reflect um, economic choices. You know, it just, reflects what's good for mothers and children. Yeah, yeah. right. And that was a big part of your intentional vi- vision as a uh, as young doctors in love. Uh, moving in. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that this a bad, like, so, B-movie or something like that in Well, the 70s? I'm sorry, a bunch of, like, uh, you know, I don't know what the appropriate term to describe it, but let's just call it amorous medical students on a bus going to Mexico. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of a pilot for a TV show. It, it is. You know, looking yeah. back, now that our children are approaching that age, oh it really is hormone-fueled. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. like oh, wow. Okay. Man, so we really were. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, but it's been part of your vision, I think. With the, my, my context for both knowing both of you was this sort of realization that these two medical professionals had moved here with some intentionality. We've talked on this podcast about your uh, mathematical and scientific approach to where you were going to live. <laughs> but it was not just where, it was what you were going to do. And you, you all are from the start, right, uh, wanting to just and, and – and, I'll direct this to you. So that you you all wanted to be in an area where you could serve a certain type of population and 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 help a certain group of people, right? Well, I think that grew out of the the idea. I mean, the idea was. I mean, I loved the beautiful surroundings. I love the mountains and and uh, I love the feel of you know small college towns. And mm-hmm. so we we kind of set out with uh, looking for places that fit that bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we as we drove around to a lot of different places, we, we saw things that were in common, things that we liked. And mm-hmm. this was not on the original radar, but it just became clear over time this is where we're supposed to be. Thank goodness for that. 
You know, we sort of thought, uh, I thought today as we would, as we were doing this sort of weird show uh, that we would talk about doing good in the midst of change. And that's because there's been a lot of change lately. <laughs> yeah, so much change. And, and there is so much change. In fact, if we were to go into specifics about change today, when this podcast goes out in a few days or and you listen to it a few months, it might be a little bit dated. So, uh, <gasps> Will it be chooky? It would be chooky. <laughs> <laughs> So, like as Susanna put it, that Chevron Infinity scarf. <laughs> I was just listening to the podcast, and oh. you called it a Chevron Eternity scarf. You <laughs> correct. <laughs> oh, wait, is it not an? It's an Infinity. It's scarf. an Infinity. Scarf. It's an Eternity. Scarf. It's an Infinity scarf. Oh, okay, okay. And the fact that it's not an Eternity look, it makes it chooky. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so uh, so anyway, I thought that might be a good way for us to figure out how to. Because I don't know about you guys, but after, especially what you all have been through, sending a child off to college, mm. uh, I thought, how in the world can we talk about this without just being... Crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the midst of change, how, what, okay, you all have just sent Susanna off to college. And I think it's, in, in a way, you did. But in a way, Susanna sent herself off to college. Uh. And I, I, it seems to me that this has been a process she's embraced. And so she'll be listening. Does she listen to the podcast? No. No, it's okay. She won't hear this. Um, <laughs> she might listen. And she she's not li- she doesn't have to hear herself. She might listen. And she has a long, maybe, walk between her dorm and, and her 8 a.m. class. But Yeah, a long walk. I... I... Kept suggesting she take her bicycle so she yeah. could just make that trip in a couple she, of minutes instead of the ten or fifteen minute walk. I so, think she felt like it would be chuggy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so check in. How are you doing with the change, Doctor Justin? I did fine until uh, this last weekend, you know, and so she's been gone a couple of weeks and I had a meltdown this weekend. Um, <laughs> you know, it all kind of struck at once. It, it was, it's strange just kind of watching it from the outside because Becky mm-hmm. had a lot of anticipatory, uh, you know, grief and tears and, and sadness and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I kept waiting for that to come for me, but it didn't, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of excited for her and thinking about how excited I was going to college and, in that experience and then others focused as he is mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then um uh it so for me it didn't uh, you know i didn't really experience any grief until until this last weekend and then i had kind of a a big dose of it all at once and, is uh, it too personal to ask what does that look like for you <laughs> well it's just uh it's just a a, a Build up of, of, you know, negative emotions. It was just going through uh, a rough patch at work and and um, just, you know, feeling like nothing's right in the world. You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, uh, you yeah, know, it happens from time to time. And, and <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was just, um, just trying to, to manage through that and, and figure out how, uh, how to deal with, Susanna not being around. Uh, and yeah. and, and the, maybe was it that this was kind of the new, I hate this term, the new normal? Well, you know, that, that this would be what weekends would look like now that our daughter's at college? No, I don't think that was it as much just in the, uh, what's, what's my significance, you know? And it's, 
this process is not about me. It's about Susanna and launching her into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, what is my role in the, in the future, you know, mm-hmm. and how much do I reach out and make contact and how do I, um, how do I best support her? I don't mm-hmm. want to bug her or bother her, but at the same time I want to support her and yeah, let her know I'm thinking about her and loving yeah. her. Yeah. You know, when you do good, and, and I think that's what we could use as another term for parenting, you have done good in the life of that girl for 18 years. 17. 17 years. <laughs> Becky, you... We had several rocky months. It was a <laughs> moment. We take them out. Yeah, exactly. When I had hired a hitman to take her out. <laughs> I'll cut that part out. And you, Becky, like you, from literally the moment she was conceived as her mother, you know, loving her. Mm-hmm. I know that's a little out there but i do think of it that way i mean just everything you have is poured into her mm-hmm. that becomes part of your identity and is that what you're talking about is like who, who am i now in context of her yeah yeah what's my role now what's you my know role now? I don't have somebody just saying this is what you need to do and you know my solution to these kind of questions in the past has always been what to read a book about it, yeah. <laughs> which also infuriates my wife <laughs> when I come with these great ideas. Say, well, it said in this book, and she's like, "I am not a book. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah. I, am, I am not part of this formula." You look externally for the wisdom of others. Yeah, you look internally for the wisdom of you. Yeah. <laughs> am I right? I feel like yes. I the answer is within me somewhere, and that's I just have to find huge, it. I See, think. and that's what's so alluring to me about this woman is yeah. that she just you know. And I think to really everybody that's that's caught in oh, her absolutely. spell is that she has that confidence that that there's just something inside of me that's that's right and good and true. And oh, I mean, I've lived massive. long enough to know that occasionally she's not right, but most yeah. of the time she very, is. Very. Very rarely. <laughs> I try to get it on recording when she uh, when she admits that she might not have been exactly on the bullseye. On but but it's very rare. But the vast majority of time, yeah. yeah. One of the things that my wife and I have always been completely drawn to about you was that neither of us feel that way either. We are both so doubtful of our own intuition. And our own even like simple things are very much like we question it and is it right and could it be wrong? And, and it's just feels so – and then to meet somebody who's just like, I know what we're doing. What do you mean? <laughs> of course this is what we're doing. It just – it's it's like, ah, oh, it's refreshing. But as you – Well, have, I mean, I always wrap that up with the story about Becky in medical school, you know. Um, you know, the, there's this method of clinical teaching where um, attending – physicians or surgeons ask questions of the students, you know, Mm -hmm. you're just trying to figure out what they know and what they don't know. And, and Becky's attitude was always, you know what, you answer those questions as a student with a, with the degree of certainty so that if you're wrong, it makes the person asking the question think, well, am I right about that? (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Never in doubt. We we were, the the story, he's talking about, so we, we used to have to go in during our surgery residence, uh, surgery clerkship and surgery clerkship is notoriously the hardest clerkship when you're a third year medical student. And so we, we would sit at a table like this and it was me and two others and we would sit at a table like this and then the surgery attending would be sitting right there and he'd just shoot fire, rapid fire questions at you and he'd point at you and he'd go, what's Kusmal breathings? And we would be, and I was like, rapid shallow breathing. And he'd stop, he stopped and he goes, wrong, but 
good confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your natural, right? I'm just that's, like, yeah. Yeah, that's just the way she's wired. So as you have been through this process, and do you want to talk about where you are with change, Becky? Is that something we can talk about? Yeah. I mean, I um I may cry because I still am tearing up. Yeah. But um But you're getting better. Yeah, I am getting better. I'm not tearing up as much. Okay. Just remember. Mascara ain't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. Uh, it really is. It really, you know, Susanna's a gadfly, right? She was very rarely at home last year anyway. Um, she's very social. She always wanted to be going and doing and being. Much um, like her mother. Uh, well, yes and no. It seems that way. Uh, anyway, yes. Okay. Much like her mother. I'll own I'm that. I'm the go. I'm nodding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, so, you know, I've as I'm analyzing this, we're we're not actually seeing her much less. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and my but my approach is a little different because I'm 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 texting her like, you know, oh gosh, I'm thinking about you or I miss you mm-hmm. or uh, oh, look at this funny meme I just saw, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sending stuff uh, probably twice a day or so. Mm-hmm. Um and and that's very different to what he did. He just sort of just said, no, if she needs me, she'll call me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, well, I think that if you you need her. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, then, so you're working through, what does that look like every day to miss somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Shall I keep talking when you cry? Is it okay? <laughs> you know, it's weird for me to see you be vulnerable. I know. I mean, I very rarely mm. ever... And I've known you and, like, I consider you best friends for 20 years, so it's weird for me to see you so raw about this person that about six months ago... I wanted to kill. <laughs> <laughs> On a daily basis. On yeah. the daily. One of my favorite things was watching what was going to happen when Susanna and Becky walked in the door for the podcast. <laughs> Especially during like pandemic, you know, and it's like she's home from school and, uh, yeah. and, and no, or Susanna was coming from. And you can just bet your bottom dollar that there's some level of underlying conflict going oh, on yeah. you know, just, you know it was a rough, at every moment it was yeah. a rough drive through at the chick-fil-a on the way over <laughs> <laughs> but but knowing that in the midst of that dynamic there was this and is this massive bond mother-daughter bond between the two of you i who i think are incredibly similar I don't know. We need to do a we need to do an enneagram workshop with these two. <laughs> you two in that enneagram uh, business. But what you know, because I think that's part of your dynamic in this change is okay. Here we two of us are very similar, very strong, very strong. Def, def, and and now we're going through a, a kind of a change in our relationship because you don't live in this house most of the time anymore. So. You're trying to figure out how to do that. For you, that's dropping me. And that surprises me. I, I would have completely not seen it that I way. I didn't see this coming either, no. but it's also super attractive to me, you mm-hmm. know, that she that, that she just being honest. and mm-hmm. I miss and, you. Yeah. I miss you. I t- or here's yeah, and she's not trying to cover up anything. She's just feeling the way she feels and, and 
I with don't. Him. I mean, I don't. That's the thing. I don't dissemble well. You know, I you never do. Well? I don't dissemble well. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with that. I don't. I don't hide what I'm feeling or thinking well. Oh no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I love that about you. Yeah. yeah. And so I. This is just. You know, I. I really believe in transparency, and I really believe that. People need to know, you know, and age and wisdom have taught me that maybe I need to temper it down a little. Um, But it's like, this is what I'm feeling. And, you know, you you, you get what I get. And I think that goes back to this idea, this sort of inherent compass you have, this confidence you have that what you are thinking is valid and needs to be shared. And as a result, that translates into my relationship as it changes. I miss you. That's valid, and I'm sharing it. Yeah. Whereas I hear you saying, I miss you. I need to try to figure out how to use that appropriately to not pressure you, not make you feel obligated, not make you feel like I'm trying to control you or check in on you. Yeah, when right? Suzanne and I had this, I, it may not have been a big deal to her, but we, uh, you know, I was helping her with college applications, and she was writing, you know, innumerable essays to, mm-hmm. to get into all these different colleges. And, uh, and uh, and there was one that she cared deeply about. She was this the school that was, you know, just her pie in the sky that, mm-hmm. that neither of us thought she had a great chance of getting into. But, you know, I, uh, and I was fussing at her and she uh, about different picky little things about the essay. And and, you know, you need to work on this more. You know, she was just ready to send it. And I said, you know, no, you can do better on this. Mm-hmm. And and. These other people have said this, and I don't think you changed this. And mm-hmm. and she just thought I was being relentless on her. And, uh, you know, we had this come to Jesus moment where I said, I'm not picking on you. I'm just trying to boost you up the best mm-hmm. that I can so that you can be the best that you can be. And mm-hmm. so that at the end of this, if you get in or you don't get in, it's, you know, you knew you put it all out there mm-hmm. and just trying to give you out. And, and it seemed like the light bulb went off after that. It wasn't that I was... Uh, you know, um, being mean to her or mm-hmm. trying to oppress her. It was mm-hmm. just trying to, to boost her up. And so that's, uh, you know, I, I want my feelings about her not being with us every day mm-hmm. to, to, to be useful to, to her and not right. to be, you know, about me. Well, and when we were going through change, and I, you know, I think is if you're listening to this, and because change is literally part of every human, that's part of the human existence, and it's how do you respond to it, I think. Yeah. How do I respond to this moment where things are changing? In a way that's not just good for you, being the person literally in front of you as everything changes, whether it's your kids or, I don't know, being sent home because of quarantine, or, you know, if you're your employer is telling you everything is now different and it's not, you're out of control. You're out of control. And I guess that's part of this process for you all that would be terrifying to me and will be when it happens to me is that it's like, I keep visualizing the international space station or, you know, like, and the astronaut is out of the pod and the door has closed (laughs) and don't let the little cord snap, you know, and I can't, control you anymore you're yeah. out and i can't control whatever anymore and that's the definition to me of change and how do we respond that's so interesting and I, I hadn't thought of it that way well i mean because change that i can control feels good to me mm-hmm. but change when i have no control mm-hmm. and i just have to trust you mm-hmm. it's like that movie gravity i mean that was so 
compelling to me. You know, those scenes where they're flipping about in space like that. And then, yeah. and, um, was that, was that gravity with George Clooney? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. That, Redemption. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but where, you know, the, um, the, that that one scene, you know, where that he just becomes untethered by his yeah. own you know, own choice. It's, yeah, um, and you're out there, and that's so. How do you respond to that moment? And I see what you all are talking about is you're responding in different ways, mm-hmm. and you're figuring it out as you go. And in a way, it is a balance between it is about me and mm-hmm. sharing sharing openly and honestly, but it's also about you. How can I support you? How can I? And I think that applies whatever's going on. You know, that's. But don't you think, Josh, that it's um, there's there's some good in in having just a single-minded attitude towards um, you know not to be trite but doing good. Yeah. Um, you know, in the the life of whoever you're right next to. I mean, because mm-hmm. that that does bring some clarity, don't you think? To. Yeah. Um, well, I feel this way or they feel this way or we're completely at odds and we're never going to agree on, you know, a subject like wearing masks mm-hmm. or a, a political stance or something like that. But a single minded, I'm going to do whatever, bring whatever good I can to this situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and it may be completely off base. And my idea of good is certainly you're different, yeah. uh, different from your idea of good. But um, I think... Staying in the service of that is is key. I think yes. it really is. It unlocks yes. a lot. And I agree 100%. And I, I heard something, and I'd love your take on this, is that when we can drop our stories, when we can drop our agendas, we can drop our that part of us that is our personality. And I think we have to acknowledge that for you, Becky, that's a huge part of you. You know, it's yeah. Like, no, it's a, very difficult for me is, to remove myself. I I feel, and it's part of it's going back to that beautiful thing of I feel so strongly convinced that what I'm seeing and feeling here is valid and true and worth us. We could. When you can, maybe not drop it or discount it or throw it away, but just figure out a place to put it. And that drops, and then you're literally face-to-face with whoever it is. You can ask a question, and I heard this. How can I help? Yeah, that's my thing. It's like how what I've learned through life, instead of just barraging people with my thoughts and opinions, (laughs) is how does what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking about the situation help this person? Mm -hmm. And I constantly have to find myself saying um, that probably doesn't apply here. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the flip side of this, I will say this as someone who has and who has for years and even as recently as this week on multiple occasions reached out to you <laughs> to ask for help. Uh. Is that you, if you can get to that place where where you, I think you are, you, I think that's why your availability whether it be to Susanna or to, to me, your needy, your codependent friend mm-hmm. who needs parenting advice and life advice, it frees you up. So then people do come to you and they go, can you help me? Yeah. I need your wisdom. Yeah. I need your take on this. I yeah. want your filter of you. Yeah. And you do ask that question a lot, Dr. Becky. You yeah. how, And if I go back through the streams of text <laughs> with you, I'll see you asking, how can I help? Yeah. Well, how can I help? That's part of why you do what you do for a living. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's just kind of anyway. Okay. Door we, opens. Here comes sick kid. 
how can I help? Yeah. It's what you do for everyday life. Yeah. Well, okay. So your breasts aren't expelling milk. How can I help? <laughs> you went there again. We um okay, so we yes, we have been through a time of tumultuous change, but yeah. we are not the only ones going through a time of tumultuous change. Yeah. And so um so we need to shift the interview here. Okay. <laughs> uh, I actually I you know in in this is not my gig, but uh, I did catch somebody doing good. Oh, <laughs> oh you completely forgot. Well, this is... Oh, okay. Well, the, no, least... that makes him the assistant executive okay. producer. <laughs> that was Tevi. Te- okay, Te- Tevi is, is, is not asleep. No. He's, he's listening. Uh, but he is not the assistant no, to the executive no, producer. I think Tevi is, is here, the... at, here at Market Street Media, and we've yeah. been kind of trying to figure out what, whether he is the... Assistant uh, executive producer or Uh the assistant to the executive producer? In fine fashion, Dr. Becky has not consulted Layton, who is the executive (laughs) producer, to find this out. She's just, she's um, she's set forth. I feel like I've left the window open for Layton to stick his head in and shout. Yeah. Hand on window, prepared to close it. Um, Okay, so. Uh, I'm a faithful listener to this podcast, and and I. uh, Who have you. Caught doing good. <laughs> oh my gosh, my spirit is just lifted. <laughs> Susanna, a part of her just died. Yeah, she doesn't know why. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to the the surgical techs that I uh, work with oh. every day because those guys, um, they uh, we've had a shortage of them. They have worked. Uh, tirelessly, they they take call all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be ready at a moment's notice to to come in, and yet those people just have this uh, lightness of heart and, and lightness of spirit. And so, yesterday, I uh, it we had an emergency operation, and you know things were a little bit tense, and and I had a student with me, and so there's a little bit of tension when there's a a student because you know you want to make sure that they're doing things right and keeping things clean and and everything and so one of the surgical techs was was telling him about you know how you you keep your hands in a certain position and don't touch below this and so mm-hmm. another one you know uh the the surgical tech the female surgical tech that was there she she started kidding him and she said yeah tom's really dirty dirty below the waist or whatever and so he, he shot right back and and he said and marissa is dirty from the waist up <laughs> so it was uh, it's just like it was, these tv shows yeah it was, it was just the, oh, so so funny um and um i just so appreciate their their sense of humor and that mm-hmm. they bring um bring, bring that lightness because it's it can be super serious and oh, super gosh. Um, overwhelming with with everything that we're facing, and and you know, um, you know, it's an uncertain time right now for oh for goodness. operating rooms around the region. So, oh my goodness, uh, for sure. Can I interrupt? Yeah. Did you guys have like a pact that we weren't going to talk about his tumultuous change? No. You changed the <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. No, I just I, I was trying to do. Uh, 
I was do, like, do my of, be good about doing my homework because oh, I knew that I was probably going to be staying with the show format. <laughs> <laughs> because I asked him how he was doing with his tumultuous change. His okay. body language shifted. Yeah, he started I have getting no body language. He started getting. About? He leaned back and yeah. he tensed up. He started getting defensive, and then you busted in Here's your with <laughs> Chick Fil A gift card. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, they had a pact that. Uh, Josh wasn't going to talk about his I really haven't been through that much change. change. I have a question, Becky. You have been through that much change. Who okay, fine. Who have you caught doing good? <laughs> <laughs> when the angels play the harp, you don't question it. You are changing the subject, and I'm going to let you get away with it because okay, we're almost out of time. Um, but, uh, gosh, now I've got to – okay, so my caught doing good yes. is someone who I caught doing good before, back, I think, in April or May. Justin. No, okay. um, uh, Vera Peters oh. with Meredith Valley Farm yeah. because um, – uh, anyway, I detail this on my Instagram uh, post yesterday. I would like to reveal that the person who needed a cheer up that got the flowers – was us. Well, it wasn't you. It was your wife. Oh. I didn't bring you flowers. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let down music. No. Or as I like to say, <laughs> but yes. So if you're curious, Dr. Becky, uh, Dr. Dr. At. Becky 117 yeah. and uh, on Instagram. But that is why um, Fear Peters gets the second caught doing good shout out. She, me. I thought that was so beautiful in your uh, Instagram post that you, 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 okay, backstory. You had flowers that you sent to us and you took and just dropped them by. And they were such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And the, Kristen was my wife, was so happy to see them. Lucy was happy to see them. She thought they were beautiful. Okay. And her um, daughter. And then. Out of the blue, right? Your friend Vera Peters, everyone's friend, everyone's a retired friend. educator and now farmer <laughs> and agro-tourism diva, mm-hmm. brings flowers to you, but even more beautifully, flowers that she grew from flowers that Suzanne had taken to her in kindergarten. Yeah, that he grew. In your front yard. Yeah. And these were the great, 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 great grandchildren of those flowers. Yeah. And it looked to me in the picture as if there was a little note Yes, and she wrote this nice long note. And she just dropped a good grief. You want to talk about caught doing good. Yeah. I just thought that that was beautiful. Well, because I gave I gave my flowers away. I love my flowers. I know you do. And and <clears throat> how how you've taught me to love flowers. To yeah. me, flowers are just so impractical. Well, they are because this, they do. They <clears throat> they're very fleeting and they die, but they and, and and you don't mind to pay for them. Yeah. Like I'm like, "Oh, look, flowers. Pull the car over." <laughs> runs off to the side of the road. <laughs> Thank you, T Dot. They are. They are a extravagance. I uh, but you know, I'm all about extravagance. And so um so that's a whole other podcast for you when you come to buy for it, John. <laughs> oh my gosh. They you look at them and you're like, wow, enjoy yeah. them today because they're not gonna they're be gone. it's all about today. I thought that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Well you're welcome. I have a caught doing good. Yeah. I have someone that was Caught doing good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Josh, I'm going to get that sound on my phone, and I'm just going to follow you around. (laughs) I thought you were going to make it your text alert from him. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. That's funny. Uh, We'll have to get with Tebby on how to download that audio file. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, one of our previous... uh, I I like to... to, uh, 
give updates about our previous guests. Yeah, and... you're going to talk about One Acre Cafe, mm-hmm. aren't you? Well, you know I wasn't, but I could. Oh, well, because you serve. You were the celebrity okay, I'm server do this that week. One. Yeah, well, this is, we're recording this during what they call National Everybody Eats Week. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, a sort of an awareness campaign that there are cafes like see previous episode, One Acre, which is a, a beautiful restaurant mm-hmm. that feeds delicious food regardless of your ability to pay. Mm-hmm. It's a story. You need to hear it. I went, and of course I caught those people doing good. Of course. But I could tell you, I wasn't planning to talk about this one, but okay. this is a good one. I met two two ladies there. This kind of ties in. And they were... They because are, they know him and they uh, love yes, him. Yes, they adore Justin. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the nurse manager over at the hospital in the COVID ICU is one of your former co- co-workers, and she adores you. Ugh. She also adores you. She doesn't she, even know and me. She, and she was amazed at Susanna. She knew everything. Oh. So anyway, um, anyway, so uh, I met at One Acre Cafe, and I, I'm I'm waiting tables, and I'm horrible at that, by the way, because it takes a lot of talent mm. and uh, a lot of skill. Anyway, a lot of organizational skill. So I meet two customers, and I'll describe them as two ladies, elderly ladies, both of whom have I call them rollators, those little walking sort of walkers, and yeah. they have walked to the One Acre Cafe Mm. from a senior apartment, which I happen to know is at least a mile and a half to two miles away. Oh, wow. On a hot summer day, and they walk there. And and, and I I will speak of them. Their names, they told me, were Debbie and Diana. Ah. Double D. Double D. And they are buddies. And it starts off with with, uh, uh, Debbie, who who told me I could put her on television, so she doesn't mind if I share the story. She says, Diana... Diana can eat a steak, and she has two teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And she's eating this food. And then she says, she says, "Um, you know something else about Diana? Diana's sitting there eating her food. Diana is really great at jigsaw puzzles. And she's practically blind. (laughs) And I'm like going, okay, uh, Debbie, that's great. I think your friend is awesome, too. Yeah. And then as she says, you know what? Diana can make, you know, those little canvas things that you can put yarn in and they become really great cozies for tissue boxes. (laughs) She's a great canvas thread artist (laughs) and she can't even see, you know, and I began to see this beautiful friendship between these two people who were probably having a hard time in life because of all the stuff that I just am assuming. And yet you had this one, this person who's, who saw nothing but beauty in her friend, her fan club. Yeah. And she was just so, uh, she was sitting there so just wanting to tell me how awesome her friend was. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I, all I were, you know, when you're in the context of people in need, all you see are problems. Debbie didn't see a single problem. You know, she just saw Diana rocking it with her two teeth <laughs> and her terrible eyes, but she could eat a steak. She was great at canvas art and she could rip up a jog- jigsaw puzzle. And I thought that is just doing good. That's, oh, that's seeing beautiful. people yeah. for the good in them. There might be a billion problems staring you right in the face, what they're thinking, what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're, all of it. And she didn't see any of that. She just and I thought, and I'm sure I'm idealizing. They probably got in a, they probably got. They probably just finished a spat. (laughs) (laughs) But she was like ripping for her friends. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I'll save my other doing good that I caught for our next episode. Okay, do we have to end now? Well. I don't know how much longer we need to go. I agree. Oh, beauty okay. is going to save the world. Beauty is going to save the world. Beauty is going to save the world. And yeah, I, I think it's so. True. And um, is beauty a person? 
No, beauty is a uh, <laughs> beauty it's is an a essential thing. thing. Goodness, <laughs> truth, and beauty. And I don't think it's beauty. I, you know, I struggled with this. Susanna just went through Rush at UT, and yeah. and Justin and I are not fans of the Greek system. We have right. our hangups about it. Right. And so she she went through Rush, and she um, and Rush is a very stressful time for young women, and um, and she had her hills and valleys during the process, but it came down to the ones that she was choosing between. And so, of course, I did what I do, and I Instagram stalked the sororities, and the sororities in their Instagram bios have, you know, little, uh, like their mottos and stuff like that. And one of the ones that I I thought she was considering... put beauty in their tagline Mm -hmm. and and, in their motto. And I, and, you know, I mean, I think beauty might be too simple a term for what you're saying. I think goodness, maybe, I don't know. Goodness, truth, and beauty are essentials that the philosophers talk about. It's just being essential. That word is so loaded to me because these, these girls on this Instagram post, and you could tell they all looked very plasticky and Barbie doll. (laughs) Um, that's and, not the beauty that we're talking about. Beauty is the, the kind of thing that you see in, in a sunset or, or, you know, in a human behavior that just disarms you and you just, you, you know, you recognize it yeah, at the it depth of your soul. It has nothing to do with the physical. Yeah. I don't yeah. like the word beauty though. It's too, it's too common. It's too polluted. How about divine? Well, love is, I mean, that's, that's an essential word and it's, and it's tried and it's overused, but it's indispensable. No. Like Becky loves Bill Gates. No, Becky <laughs> doesn't love Bill Gates anymore. That really oh, stopped. Okay, like it yeah. used to be, my celebrity crush used to be Justin Timberlake. And the second I found out he didn't vaccinate his children, it was like, <laughs> nope, I cut him off. Right. Oh, and now, I love the fact that your, that your husband says, beauty will save the world. And you're like. Let's discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Negative. But then Bill Gates had to get cut off because I don't like that his marriage dissolved. So, and I don't think that divorce makes you a bad person, but I feel like uh, there's a character flaw there somewhere. So, Uh, (laughs) cut off. I I find myself loving both of your stances on this, which probably says a lot about me. But I I I I think what I hear when I say beauty will save the world it has nothing to do with physical, because we all know the ugly people rule. But I'm saying, no, I'm. It, 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 I hear you saying that there's probably some beauty in the midst of all of of all the hard stuff and the bad stuff, and 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 if you can see it, it's there. And, and it's common and it's, it's and everybody can recognize it. Everybody can recognize yeah. an act of kindness. Everybody can recognize something in nature. Yeah. Everybody can, can, uh, recognize, uh, you know, self giving sacrifice and things. And it doesn't matter, you know, your religious background right. or your cultural context. It's just recognizable beauty in the midst of change. Yeah. Maybe that's where we should. I still think we got to get a better word. (laughs) (laughs) The word is way too corrupted in my brain. So, can we say thank you, Dr. Justin, the Prince of Darkness, for joining us? Also, can I say on a side note that Uh, I hope this puts to the end anybody thinking you and I are married? I know it. Well, you know, it's like, (laughs) is that your wife? I'm like, no, that's not my wife. I can't believe I still am just like, why would anyone think that? Well, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I guess they tune in, they hear two grown ups talking, and then they're like, and then these two kids show up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, why do they think we're married, Josh? (laughs) Uh, We we just side note, I guess we should end. (laughs) is 
uh, after my wife heard the podcast where I shared that some people do that, and she was like, oh, you all would kill each other. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> would not be good. <laughs> I am married to the princess of darkness. Oh, in that, a little bit. Yeah, Sorry. She's like, good. Oh, well, don't I'm say that, because then they're going to think they're married. <laughs> <laughs> she is completely... Uh, the the sweetness and the kindness, yes, in the world. and, so, and the steadfastness and the loyalty yes. and yeah. Okay, thank you, Doctor Justin, for being thank the you for having me. And uh, thanks, and, honey. And 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 and, and 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 we we will miss the uh, end with our kids, but uh, oh god, don't yeah, oh. yeah don't know. Okay, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. Doing good. The podcast is a production of Market Street Media in Johnson City, Tennessee.